Hey guys, welcome back to the brand new mail series where over the next 10 weeks I will be chatting to some of the industry's leading alpha minds to find out what really goes on behind closed doors and get their opinions on men's mental health. As always, I really hope you enjoy this series and show these guys an abundance of your support. This is a safe space for these guys to chat openly and if you find any of the tips or opinions useful, please make sure to show some love by liking, tagging and sharing. Enjoy guys. Hey guys and welcome back. So today I'm back with the lovely Tom Evans, the last time we had a chat. Um, we were talking about how he was going to be jumping back on stage after a nice long off season and this was going to be his year, his time to shine and boom, how are you getting on with that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's interesting because um, I, w- I would say I had set myself up for like pretty much the most optimal couple of years. A good support team around me. Um I guess I invested quite heavily in that as well in terms of mindset coaching, um, bodybuilding coaching. I've got a really great um, guy that I work with. Um, keeps Kind of keeps me in check and uh, from overthinking, which is like probably one of the things that held me back in the past. Keeps things nice and straightforward for me so I don't have to stress and worry. I just follow the plan. Um and um, yeah, I'd, I'd really made some significant changes to my to my physique, actually. And then the um, actually the lockdown, the first lockdown, we were still on pretty high food. I think we'd almost maxed out food. Um, this was probably around the time that I was talking with you. Yeah. We definitely spoke in the last uh, lockdowns. So the training performance was really high. I was doing really, really well there. Um, and that was actually quite nice to almost remove some of the um, distractions from the day and just kind of like lock it in for 12 weeks. But yeah, then obviously things opened up again. We definitely had, needed a break. Um, I, get, I think we got to Valencia uh, just before the lockdown. We got over to Budapest just after. And uh, yeah, I had a few like mental timeouts and things. I was pretty much perfectly set for for prep, and I was so confident because this um, uh, federation, which is the IFBB MPC, uh, I'm moving across from 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 the uh, traditional IFBB, um, is the one that leads to the you know the Mr. Olympia. So you've got these huge opportunities, but they're also heavier weight classes so for my height I needed to be significantly bigger and make improvements to my physique so we started to prep the shows in Austria it's a big show day one you are going for your pro cards day two the pros are competing um, and a lot of these shows are still going ahead because they're live streaming and everything yeah of course yeah. I think we we got 10 weeks deep um, and like really on track um and the show got moved to 20th of April. And uh, the thing with that is like within this kind of pandemic and everything, um, everything that's been going on, what you can be pretty assured of 
is that you'll be able to travel safely and securely within your own country. Um, and there won't be like unknowns like, um, will the flights be cancelled? Um, will I have to quarantine on arrival? Will, you know, will I have to have pay for additional coronavirus testing? What happens when I come back? Um, and, you know, all of these kind of like additional, should we say stresses, but yeah. this is what we were looking at. So we start looking at alternative shows with a similar timeline and then the uh, things were just getting worse and worse. I was, I think I was set for um, the amateur Olympia in Portugal and then Portugal went into a state of emergency. And I was that, I was that deep into to prep that um, pushing on would start to be like expensive, right? I'd, I'd start to need a recovery period. Um, and it wasn't looking likely we we're going to make the show. And actually, as it, so as it happens, um, we, we went into lockdown. Um, and I wouldn't be able to, it's at the end of this month, I wouldn't be able to fly. Um, then I had another one in mind, uh, which was Cyprus, that's been cancelled. And um, the rest of the stuff is involves like uh, travel to countries I can't travel to. So yeah. there's the Amateur Olympia in Las Vegas, which would have been awesome. The NPC universe. Yeah. It can't get over to the US. Um, and so we basically decided to like pull back um, kind of maintain a rate of fat loss, but with like limited stress, shall we say? Yeah. Let's say a let's say a more something more like a a mini cut, um, but obviously from already from a position of you know pushing quite hard. Yeah. Um, and now we we're waiting on uh, because we only just found out about the Cyprus show. Uh, we're waiting on the twenty twenty one schedule to come out. Yeah, so starting to increase calories um, and return to some sort of something like a almost like a maintenance um, an improvement phase. So I've actually had a really good prep. In the, I've improved my physique quite a lot during the prep. Yeah, training performance has been really really good. Um, the only thing that I've been dealing with is just like this uncertainty. Yeah, I was so on point when I knew when the show date was. And uh, we had the countdown timer on the wall. I knew the boxes I had to tick every day. Blah, blah, blah. Um, and then as soon as, as soon as that went, it was like, um, okay, why am I doing this today? Started yeah. to, you know, why am I pushing so hard today? Started to become kind of like a bit of an internal dialogue um, that I was kind of having to fight with. Um, so that was mentally taxing. Um, and I'm, I'm pretty happy today that we've decided to move into like an improvement phase, albeit a very mild one, um, just to take away the negotiation with food um, and the fatigue as well. Yeah. So I can actually like engage in normal life as, as much as it's available to us right now. Well, I think as well, I think... Um with the current circumstances the stress of I mean obviously you can put it into your perspective for anyone who on here that doesn't compete and doesn't understand you know what it is for having to be so depleted 
um, and having these sort of mental challenges when it comes to food. And it's not just mental, it's your whole survival instincts coming into gear that the food is technically available. So you're fighting all your instincts internally to eat all the food. <laughs> um, so, you know, you bring in this discipline. But um, I think obviously the fact that you're almost taking that pressure away of, right, it's next year, bring in some food, because otherwise it's just going to be unnecessary stress on the body to keep fighting its natural way of being when yeah. you know what the next step is. Yeah. And the thing is as well, I think and there's a point. So getting down to like single percentage body fat figures yeah. isn't too strenuous. Yeah. Seven, eight percent for for a male or something like that. But pushing down to competition lean, uh, yeah. where you're three to four percent, say, um, is very, very difficult. Um, and and it you know it requires a lot of expenditure, a lot of discipline. Um, you don't feel good. Yeah. Um, your body's designed to not yeah. feel good at, at that level. Yeah, so you're doing many contrary things to what it wants to do, and you're moving. You're you're trying to stay too far away from homeostasis for too long. So, um, what we didn't want to do um, is kind of prolong that. Um, and actually, what's great is. Um, like I've been working with my posing coach on a weekly basis. Yeah. Um, my posing's really improved. Um, I had a couple of years off season where food was pretty high yeah. and doing classic physique, waist control, um, and just the overall size of the waist um, is really, really important. Um, so I've been able to um, really focus on training my waist. This is much harder when you're eating seven, 8,000 calories a day, obviously. Um, so I've been able to make improvements to the waist, improvements to the physique, improvements to the presentation. Yeah. Um, and I'm in a good position to push for very, very good conditioning. So it's, it's in many ways, it's really beneficial. But what's important right now is to also acknowledge that um, like I'm not going to be stubborn um, and press on any further um, because there's already like some negative food behaviors creeping in, uh, which we talked about just before the, the podcast, but we can touch on if you like. Um, there's um, like excessive fatigue on certain days um, and, and just probably my ability to kind of engage with normal life and everything is, is diminished. Um, so like I have more bad mornings and stuff like that. And I, I don't want that right now without a strong why. Yes. And the why is always going to be the show date, right? So you get to a certain stage and someone removes your why, that's out of your control. You're powerless. Um, and that's something that may frustrate you. You might, you might be right to feel frustrated. Um, but I think you can also flip it around because frustrated doesn't necessarily need to turn into destructive no and um what you can see is maybe a like a setback um or a challenge you can also flip that around and say well, it's also an opportunity because yeah if i 
got better in two years and I got better again in prep for four months and have a little break, refresh myself mentally, um, but hold on to the physique that I've already improved. Like I don't destroy that by saying, well, this is shit, everything's shit. Yeah. I might as well eat a pizza every night, um, undo all my hard work and have to start all over again. Well, actually I can put myself in a position where um, when it, it does become, become clear when the shows are, we can plan and we can say, okay, well, now I have another 12 weeks to improve these areas of my physique. I've got another 12 weeks to work on uh, waste control and presentation. And I've got another 12 weeks to maybe improve the condition somewhat while, you know, and people say you can't build muscle and lose fat at the same time, but um, I've, added muscle in in prep there's it, it it depends on your start point and variables um and obviously we'll be on increased food and everything so it'll be a bit more semblance of normality to my life and just feel a bit happier so yeah. that mental break um and we pick the shows and so it should only be like eight weeks off yeah you know um so we just be smart and, and honest like how ready am I yeah. to crack onto this? Because you can't be like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to do it. And one week, one week in, and you realise you just weren't mentally ready. Not ready, yeah. Um, and and your body also needs to be responsive. So, um, but we track all of that stuff. Like right now, my body's relatively stressed, but becoming more relaxed. My sleep was poorer and is improving so um it would take a little bit of time for some of these things to normalize absolutely of course and whilst we're talking about that i'm going to just net back a little bit because i do think it's quite important for us to discuss the the food behaviors that you're having because again a lot of the people who do listen to my podcast aren't necessarily competitors they may be interested or have partners who compete um but I think I've got, there's a couple of points I want to touch on from what you've just said. But the first one I want to kind of touch on is the food behaviours and what this does to you or what this means for you mentally. Um, and the, the sort of awareness, which, again, as I said in the last one, you've got such great self-awareness um, that, you know, what this is doing internally when you're having these behaviours and having these habits um, just so that people can understand from a competitor, a male competitor's perspective. I mean, it's yeah, yeah, no, but it applies to the gen general population. But um, the, um, you don't necessarily need to be dieting for um, lengthy periods of time um, to extremely low body fat percentages to notice certain behaviors around food that are unhealthy right um and sometimes it's um it's not your fault sometimes it's habitual um sometimes it's historically built up um and these kind of things so the there are lots of different examples and i just did a really long podcast with optimal physique development 
oh, yeah, um, yeah. actually talking about lots of different um, aspects of that. So that, that should come out soon. So people should probably watch out for that because we get really into some detailed examples. Um, but the main thing is that you start negotiating with food. Um, food becomes a more central focus in your life. Um, and this detracts from many other aspects of your your life, okay? Yeah. So um, in, in my case, um, let's say if I was on a particularly hard week of dieting, particularly far in, it'd be very hard for me to sit down and watch a movie. I wouldn't be able to concentrate. That wouldn't engage me. Um, I need to stay busy um, and, you know, feel productive. I also need to you know, make sure I'm relaxing and unwinding and recovering and things like that. Um, most people find that when they're relaxed, their appetite tends to spike. Um, so, you know, you have a lot of different things going on. And it's obviously, it's, it's a lot of mental energy that you're expending. Um, and I think that's, that's the main thing is that um, you're, when you when you when you diet you just want to factor in um how much what you're doing is costing you mentally on a day-to-day -day basis and just think about whether that's sustainable or not yeah so if on day one you were just hungry all day and waiting for the next meal your diet that you wrote when you were feeling really really fat um with two hours of cardio per day plus a weight training session. Yeah. If this is your normal standard January approach, right? We're gonna come up to that. People are gonna feel absolutely terrible after Christmas. Yeah. And it's gonna be, I'm gonna to commit to two spinning classes a day. I'm gonna eat two eggs in the morning, a chicken salad for lunch, and I don't know, fish for dinner. <laughs> and uh, then they'll stick to it two or three days. Yep. or something like that you know that's an extreme example of something that's not sustainable but that's why most most january diets fail yeah. <laughs> should we say yep. they fail early on um like a bodybuilding diet never never goes that way you, you try and stay on as high amount of food and low stress on the body for as long as possible and yep. it's it's only until you have to that you start to get more aggressive with cutting yeah. carbohydrates. It's only when you have to that you start adding cardio. You know, you, you never ever start off hard. No. Because the your mental capacity to negotiate with food, negotiate with hunger, negotiate with fatigue, um, try and live a normal life, um, maintain a relationship, maintain a job, maintain a good mood yeah absolutely um you can only you can only do that like you know when it's cost you effort every time you know you do that for a short period of time and and you'll still have bad days within that and if you're lucky you've got an understanding and supportive circle around you for sure that know that when you say today's just a bad day um but I'm going to do my best to pull myself out of it through. Like sometimes I can wake up, I'm absolutely exhausted. I don't want to do anything and, and my mood isn't particularly good. And then uh, we'll do the cardio anyway, because you do. Yep. <laughs> and then 
I'll put a meal in. My mood will pick up a little bit. My energy level will pick up a little bit. Um, I'll become more conversational. I will put another meal in. Oh, I feel a bit better now. You know, like you know, I might get ready for for training soon. I put the third meal in now. Oh wow, I'm ready to train. I train really hard. And of course, afterwards you're tired. You you eat a meal or two, and and off you go to bed. Um, and, and you know that can be how the day goes. Um, you just sometimes you have to accept fatigue and like allow yourself. Um, and I guess what can be difficult is trying to um, sort of satisfy other people's needs when you're when you're at that stage. You know, you're not you're not my capacity for giving um, is a lot less when I diet. Yeah, like giving emotionally, I suppose. You know. Yeah. I can buy someone something, um, lend a helping hand or or whatever. But yeah, my 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 capacity for like um, I don't know if the words of empathy or sympathy or these kind of things. But, um, yeah, yeah. You, you just have like let's say somebody uses you a little bit as a shoulder to cry on from time to time, and that's that's fine with you because it's a reciprocal relationship it's not one-sided it's not toxic but all of a sudden you find you start the energy for that person yeah. yeah um and that can be difficult i think for people to accept as well is that in uh the space of a few weeks you can suddenly become very emotionally unavailable yeah. when they used to you being very emotionally available supportive and engaging yeah you change the dynamic in a friendship, a relationship, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I, I know a lot of people that like they're doing their first competition. Their partner's fully supportive. I'm fully on board. And they don't know what they're getting on board with. No, they don't. Not at all. Not at all. Unless they're from, you know, the industry or they've been through it themselves. They, it's to try and explain what it does to you like without it sounding completely self it's not possible for it not to sound selfish like you just don't have the expenditure and energy available for anyone yeah. I mean there's a limit I mean I remember my last prep it was in the last couple of weeks my best friend actually sat in front of me crying because she was like I don't recognize you and she's like, I've I've lost my I've lost my best friend, and she was, like, and I was just like, yeah, <laughs> I was like, I, I was like, you've not lost me. I says I'm still here. I says, but like you've got your you know your partner. Like all my friends are off living with their partners and all stuff. At this point, I was single. Like my I was on tunnel vision, and I'd completely lost sight of the rest of me because I'm so focused on this competition. Um, and God bless. You have to be as well yeah you know, yeah you have to in any, in, in any endeavor um if you're going to be the best that yeah. you can be let's say the best that you can be yeah. because we can't, we can't guarantee that we'll be the best at anything no. but in order to achieve your, best version. your maximum potential you Absolutely. need to you need to give your maximum effort yeah um yeah. and depending if you're lucky in bodybuilding 
you'll have genetics that are good enough that you don't need to give your maximum effort in order to achieve a level that is better than most people's maximum potential. Yeah. And there are guys out there like, for example, Michael Jordan, um, where you literally can say that's the most successful, but also still the hardest worker in the room. Um, and that comes at a certain cost. Yeah, of course it does. Absolutely. Absolutely. And what, what was fortunate for me was when I had explained to her, she actually took it on board and she understood. It took her a while to understand, but she did understand, whereas a lot of people are not like that. It was not that, sorry, that's not that's the wrong way of putting it. It's not that they're not like that. It's just they don't have the experience. Just as you said, partners it's, who are wanting to support. It's not necessary for them to understand. And no, why should they? It's not um, You're doing something choices. quite unusual. Yeah. Um, a common question would be why, um, if, if, you know, especially if you're throwing a pity party, um, oh, I'm suffering, oh, this is so hard, I'm going to that deep, dark place all this bullshit that you see on um, social media, yeah. um, just, just to draw attention to the fact that you're on a diet. But this is, this is a choice um, at the end of the day. Um, when you enter into um, any endeavour that requires you to give maximum effort, yeah. that is a choice. Yeah. Um, and uh, there will be... Uh, like some you you will make sacrifices yep so you know that that's that's simply the fact yep so but not not everybody lives their life like that and not yep. everybody is as goal driven i'm quite driven by significance like i want to be successful um i want to win um i want to be the best um you know these are big driving motivations for me, yeah. um, not not everybody wants to be out of their comfort zone to to achieve things. They might enjoy the outcome, you know. They might want the outcome or think that they like the outcome, but they're not going to be prepared to put in the work required to achieve that. And yeah. that's okay, you know. That's absolutely okay. Yeah. They can have it's one of those things that we tend to uh not enjoy so much which is balance yeah yes very much extreme personalities is what i would say <laughs> i don't think you need to be extreme personalities but i think you need to have a singular focus i think i think what i mean by extreme apply yourself is yeah. that it's it takes in my opinion it takes someone with extreme goals and an extreme discipline and determination for something better like in my opinion you can't want you can't want exceptional and not work exceptionally hard and be somewhat exceptional within yourself to reach it yeah and i'm not saying that it, technically anybody could do it it's just that not everybody's got the special whatever it is inside of them to drive them that little bit further. 
to yeah. do when they don't want to, to get do the things when people say you yeah. can't do it. And and there's another aspect as well is that you can look around and you can see some of the most gifted individuals um, yeah. that if they apply something close to their maximum effort, they will achieve a potential that you could never hope to achieve. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that when you apply yourself maximally, you can't achieve things that you almost could never imagine the possible. Indeed. Yeah. And that, and that is in any aspect of your life. Absolutely. Any aspect of your life. Still, as we talked about earlier, managing things like burnout, you know, you can, especially driven personality types. So it's exactly what, what I'm doing right now is yeah. um, what normally happens when you do a series of shows or so, there's a certain element of burnout and you, you, need, a, you need a break. Yeah. Um, all right. It doesn't need to be a destructive break. Yeah. <laughs> like a lot of first timers um, yeah. and... And a lot of yo-yo dieters. Yeah. Um, you, you know, they've, they've, they, they'll be able to relate to this. It's not bodybuilding, but they'll have lost weight and they'll put it back on and they'll have lost weight and they'll put it back on. And that's, that's because of not managing, um, let's say, destructive behavior patterns when you've kind of burned out, you're fatigued yeah. or whatever. So, yeah. yeah, so, yeah, well, like I say, we're in that process right now. We, you know, we picked it early. These things are looking unlikely. I am close to entering into that burnout phase. Yeah. If, if we go there, a substantial recovery period will be required. If we cannot compete, then that just sets us back. Yeah. Uh, the, the current climate suggests that it might not be a good idea to go deep into a hall of burnout. Yeah. <laughs> and it's turned out like I literally can't get to a show. Yeah. I'm, I'm waiting on the schedule. And when I get the schedule, it's going to be, it's not going to be shows in the very immediate future. No. You know, it, there's going to be, I'm going to need a, like a, I say a period of convalescence, structured, <laughs> controlled convalescence. Yeah. Um, just before I'm mentally fresh enough to to to, to push for it again. So. Yeah. No, no point giving maximum effort and not achieving your maximum potential because Absolutely. your mind and body weren't in the right place. And I guess that's my one biggest frustration um, with the year is that I'd had su I was lucky enough to have such a flawless setup and be so ready. For this preparation, yeah, and have ten weeks so smooth <laughs> that it was just like this is going great. Yeah, so we're saying that, um, just like I, we were discussing before we came onto the the podcast, and as you said prior, we were talking about. I said that you know, my whole what I I like to do for people is to turn challenges into opportunities every challenge it's it's up to how you perceive it 
that you can either be beaten by it or you can use it and move forward. And as you said, that obviously, I mean, everybody, whether it be competing or not, ev nobody's gone untouched. Nobody's gone untouched with 2020. It's, it's, yeah, it's absolutely killed. In fact, last night I was so excited because the one thing this year has not taken away from me is I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. <laughs> I was so happy. <laughs> Might not be in Australia, but I was very happy to see it on the telly because it's the first thing this year that it's not taken from me. Um, and, but you've got to take the the little pleasures for a start but you've also got to take every challenge as an opportunity so for yourself what obviously you've had the competing but is this the only challenge you've sort of come across within the year and you know or the sort of I mean it's quite a difficult question because obviously I realize the competing would have taken up so much of your time and um, but also what opportunities or positives could you take from the current situation? Mm. Yeah, As so I mean, uh, we have a, a short lockdown now. Yeah. So that's a nice opportunity for me to, um, uh, let's say that stresses um, like, work and people um and people are not just a stressor but those those two big factors um they're just removed all of a sudden from from so one of my jobs right now is to become as relaxed as possible all right because um prep is systemically stressful increasing food will 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 help with that um, but then things will normalize with time so in that sense um i i don't mind the one thing that as i said i didn't want to do um with the fact that i can't be at work um the fact that i have more free time on my hands um is actually spend more time negotiating with food or trying to distract myself because that would have that would have just been a huge stressor so um there's just no no point at, at this stage to kind of add to that so what i look at it now like so today i trained with a bit more food and my logbook has been very slowly getting better okay so for people that aren't too familiar um one style that you might um, use to ensure um, progression or not losing muscle or building muscle, whatever, is you, you log your lifts and you look at a form of progression when you've achieved, um, let's say your target um, sets and reps at a certain weight, you might increase that weight. Okay, so typically I take exercise three as a flat dumbbell press for example, and I want to get eight to 12 reps for three sets with the same weight. Now, at a point where I can get 12, 12, 12, then I can go, okay, I'm going to increase the weight a little bit. And now maybe the next week I get 11, 10, 9 on my reps. Okay, so I could keep building that up. So today I had a, a training performance significant, like, 
overall improvement of about 10% just because of a little bit more food. Whereas I've been struggling to get 0.5%, you know, like, like it's nice that performance hasn't dipped below like a certain level um because maintaining strength is really really important like it's so nice to go in train feel good and make progress like tangible progress everybody likes that when you start a diet and you go on the weighing scales after day one after day two after day three and they're going like that uh you know that's that's really tangible progress and momentum so for me, I feel like I've got a really good opportunity to build some momentum during this period, relax, yeah. feel happier. Um, and and I'll, I'll work at those things. So it's like, um, I don't have no, uh, I don't let recovery and relaxation just happen. So right now I've got a massive artificial lamp giving me light for the podcast it's dark right so these glasses block um even like laser levels of artificial light um which massively disrupts your sleep pattern you know i wear these every night um you know that's that's like a non-negotiable for me because it's, it's part of my sleep hygiene routine i have a sleep hygiene routine i don't just end up in bed yeah um i have a I have a hot it's funny I'm often speaking to my mindset coach from the bath because we talk after I've trained legs on a on a Thursday and uh, I've got this you know hot salt recovery bath I'm I'm normally sat in there we have a chat for an hour or so (laughs) while I'm in the bath Um, so I have more time to work on relaxation and recovery yeah my meal timings can be spaced out so I don't have to push food in or double down on meals. Just don't have to make any kind of compromises when it comes to like my number one, let's say my number one goal. Um, and that's, that's nice at this stage. Yeah. Nice. I'm in good shape. Um, I booked a photo shoot um, for late December also to kind of keep me honest a little bit as well and yeah of course you talked about having your reason why removed well I'm going to give myself a few back okay so I've got um some filming and stuff booked to make up for loss of income um like two now I've got like two weeks of filming booked and and photo shoots so I've got like a nice busy December to look forward to um and then we've got a little holiday plans um and then it'll be like, okay, now I've got my schedule and I can, I can plan my kind of like preparation calendar and just yeah. make appropriate decisions. And you also just be just being permissive enough to say, um, this was all a little bit too much. Um, I'm not quite at this stage. Um, this is going to push back my schedule because people have got businesses, um, people who've have lost out on income and all that kind of stuff. It, it does mean that um, you might have to put push back some 2021 plans as well. Yeah, of course. You know, so I'm, I'm also prepared for the fact that, yeah, I might, 
although I feel like this is a great opportunity in these coming weeks, um, this wouldn't be my ideal start point for a competition prep. And I might need to spend a bit more time getting back to that and compete later in the, because at the moment I want to compete through the spring shows and wrap up with the Austrian show at the end of April. Yeah. So I'll come across the UK and do uh, one or two of the two bros shows because they look really, they look really good. They look really, really good. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I miss, I miss like the things from the UK, like bread. (laughs) 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 last time i came i brought back a sainsbury's three pound 50 lemon cheesecake you you can't get stuff like that here that's good (laughs) i brought it back in the suitcase um yeah you know there's little things that i miss about home as well so um i'm like cool i wouldn't have been going to the uk in winter to compete yeah um now if the spring schedule comes out and there's some uk shows maybe i can go over to the uk tick a few box social boxes family boxes compete um yeah obviously with the food fixation i'm thinking uh and grab a few few treats that i don't normally get yeah 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 um so there are positives um but i have to say like we've with the uncertainty in the past few weeks, not being sure about my show dates, and stuff, I I have had like some really negative days because my energy has been low, I've been fatigued, and I'm not sure if why I'm doing what I'm doing will actually materialise into, you know, actually getting onto a stage. So, in the end, having the final show of the season cancelled was kind of a good thing for me psychologically um, because it's not for four more weeks and I'd still be like, yeah, even, even if I'm like really confident it's not going to get cancelled, I'm like, I'm going to be allowed to travel. Yeah. What if I, one of the, the most elite bodybuilders in the world was on his way to compete in Spain and he got to the airport and he tested positive, positive for COVID. Oh, and that was his last chance to uh, qualify for the Olympia. And they give him a special invite now because he's he's a big, like crowd pleaser. You know, he's worth money. Um, but it's like, oh no, I hadn't considered that that might happen. Like I might be asymptomatic, <laughs> like dialed in for a competition. I've put all that effort in, and I can't get that. I mean, a lot of these pro level guys have dieted the whole year yeah whole year and i'm like man like and i know they have you know they have the genetics they have the support teams um there's a lot of challenges that we um say as like more normal people um have you know to overcome than they do but still imagine being a calorie deficit for a year yeah i know that's it (laughs) i mean i like yeah. From from a point when you weren't probably weren't in bad shape to begin with, yeah. like, I know I know there are some people out there like you know that TV show The Biggest Loser. Yeah. The starting <laughs> point is so far off. They can be in a calorie deficit for five years before before they actually notice that they're hungry. Yeah. You know because of the way the body's body's hardwired. But yeah, for a competitive bodybuilder to diet for, for a, a whole year, I know that is yeah. it. 
yeah. I've, I, you know, I've had, I've had it good because I haven't um, pushed contest to, to stage condition. I haven't pushed into burnout. Um, yeah. We've made the right decisions. My coach has been really good. It's like, I'm asking the question, like, do you, do you think we should really push for this? That are, you know, we're having a really honest, open conversation. Um, and um, like, he's just completely supportive, you know. So, so I'm not confident I'm going to be able to get to Portugal. Um, yeah. I don't want to burn out. Let's, let's pull things back a little bit, pick a later show, you know. Okay, yeah. that's been that's been cancelled. Is there much point um, pushing on further with the diet now that we're in hard lockdown? Is the psychological, emotional, um, mental cost of continuing to diet hard worth it? Like, what what even is the reward? Like, yeah, exactly. There, there's going to be a show in January. I can turn up for like over dieted, and you know, like, no, nah, no. Nah. So we made good decisions. So that's another one I would say is the support structure that I've had around me for a long enough time that they understand me, I understand them, we communicate well, we've been able to make good decisions. And yeah, that's been, uh, um, and I feel, I feel very, very good today because I've been given back some certainty. I know exactly what I'm doing for the next four weeks. Yeah. I know what I'm doing after that. I'm going away for Christmas. Yeah. I know that I'm probably also going to have a break in January. Um, I know that I'm going to know my schedule by then and I'll be able to create a plan. And when I have a plan and I can implement, that gives me certainty. It's like one of my number one most necessary things in life is structure and certainty. I think... Not the top. That's something that everyone can relate to this year because certainty has been taken away from all of us because we've not known what's happening. One minute we're in lockdown, the next minute we're not. And parts of the country are in this part of lockdown and that part of the country is in another part of lockdown. And I, I can completely relate to how you're feeling. And I've not competed this year. I'm not competing until next year. So I've been pretty lucky. Um had I gone with what uh, had I gone with my original plan of being in Australia, I would have been goosed. <laughs> I wouldn't have been getting back. No, um, no. I would have those worst places to be stuck. Yeah. But you know, so really the themes here are you know actually it this pandemic has highlighted how powerless we are. Yeah, agree. In many ways, just as individuals. Um, if the government declares a certain mandate um, and that affects our lives, that's that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we're maybe not as um, free, shall we yeah. say, as, as we sometimes feel. So, you know, we're actually, we're, we're lucky to generally have like incredible freedom of movement in in many cases in the western world a certain amount of financial freedom um relatively good health care um you know there's lots of things that um maybe we take for granted um and 
now all of a sudden, right, if I break my arm, <laughs> that going to hospital, that's a big deal now. Yeah, it's not as straightforward as it was before. And as you said, we've 100% taken things for granted and we've not appreciated the simplicity of being able, to, well, the simplicity of freedom and the simplicity of human contact. That's something that I stated on one of my um, IGTVs was how, how little social media matters. Okay, it's been useful. It has been useful. However, for a lot of people who can't get social contact or social interaction, uh, social media is meaningless. It, do, it does not. It does not give you any any form of fulfillment. Absolutely not. But what what we are lucky to have is we we're able to speak one to one like this Absolutely. and have like can you, can you imagine like being quarantined before the internet. Yeah. No, I mean, you'd be, I mean, you'd be a lot more isolated and just being able to express yourself and share how you're feeling with another human being that identifies with you and you can connect with, maybe has a similar value set and belief system. Absolutely. Probably someone you're already friends with or a family member that you gel with particularly well. it makes you feel better, um, you know. And I, I feel really sorry for the people out there that just don't have anybody to even reach out to. Yeah, no, yeah, my, me, me as well. And I think that technology is fantastic. Technology is fantastic when it's used appropriately, like, as you said, one-to-ones and all these things. But I just, I think the years reflected how like Instagram, Facebook, all of these things, it really isn't important. It's really so totally uh, irrelevant. Uh, um, I've used Instagram very little in in, in prep. Yeah. Um, I'm not interested in documenting my, my my preparations or anything like that. A lot of people kind of start off that with a plum, then get tired and drop off the radar then they end up not competing or not getting a result or whatever. And um, it's just a, a lot of sort of attention seeking. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they are, they, are, they are designed to give you, you know, small hits of dopamine. Like yeah. feel good. But I posted a picture of my dog on the Christmas tree the other day. And she's, had, she's had 300 likes. I like, I like that. You know, that's not helpful. 300 likes, you know. And if that was on a picture of me and my physique, I'd, oh, that's great, you know, that's made my day. Um, but that, as you say, it's, it's, it's meaningless, yeah. ultimately. Yeah. Um, it's just propping up a poor sense of self-worth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, no, 100%, I, could, I couldn't agree. Like I said, they serve a purpose. They do serve a purpose, especially those who are creating businesses or... You know, they're doing- business use I can I can get down with yeah. um, for educational purposes yes. I can get down with for entertainment purposes I can get down with yes. as a as a platform for people to express themselves and interact mm, not so much yeah yeah I, I'm with you all the way on that one I mean don't get me wrong I think the problem is 
that it's been so focused on expressing yourself and attention seeking it's lost the rest of the it's, it's like a stereotype isn't it it's like a st- as soon as you hear social media the first thing you think of is posting photos for likes when ultimately social media doesn't mean that at all it's very much like a, it's very much like a stereotype we're creating an instant um an instant idea of what this then means um but for me and this is why it's complete transparency here i was the complete opposite so i the whole point of what i put up on my igtv was that i used to spend so much time with my family and my friends and i would spend that time with them on social media (laughs) which completely beats the like it completely defeats the whole purpose of social you know, I was in a social environment and instead of being in that environment, I was spending my time on social media to fill that social aspect of my life. Whereas now, See, with lockdown... Because of the um, the behavioural patterns that these these apps are designed yeah. to, to instill in you. Habits, the, the habit forming um, based around like short-term uh, dopamine rewards... Um, that actually diminishes um, from your ability to connect socially. Yeah. Um, actually, we've got a whole generation of kids that can't <laughs> can't properly communicate. Yeah. Um, can't properly express themselves unless they've got a range of emojis, you know, in order to do so. See, I get a lot of messages for Instagram for people that I have never spoken to in the gym. But they've seen me and they watch me on YouTube and they've got to know me through my social media to the point that they feel comfortable to message me. And, they, and they're very chatty and expressive. And I see them in the gym again. And they don't know how, it's like they don't know how to interact. You know, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you, 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 they can't articulate themselves without a a social media format like and that's a younger generation i think than than us so it's um yeah it's it's definitely a um an unhealthy thing that needs to be managed moderated and used in the right way for the right reasons so even even with kids i mean i would say just like i don't know limit them to an hour a day or something like that you know like um after they've done x y and z so yeah. imagine having to earn earn time on facebook i'll tell you a, a funny story about facebook getting in the way of someone achieving their goals i had a, had a client he was struggling to prep all his meals and fitting his exercise around his workload and family life yeah. um, and in the same conversation he basically said that he spends about two hours a day on the toilet and i was sort of, oh, a bit concerned as, as a coach he has major digestive issues and he's on fucking Facebook. Well, <laughs> and I'm like, well, there, there's your opportunity, isn't it? You're complaining about lack of time <laughs> to achieve your, your big three goals, which is success at work, success in your marriage, and these new sort of body composition goals that you've set, set up with me. And you, you're losing time. And on the toilet on Facebook, my brother. I does. know. 
<laughs> I know. Or oh, I've been. I'm, I've got distracted by Facebook Watch, and then I notice I got pins and needles. <laughs> so I sat on the toilet for a little bit too long. Oh, <laughs> stand up, stand up, and my, my, you know, my legs are gone, gone numb, or something like that. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, I can. It, it, I'm not judging it. I can see how it happens and everything oh, yeah. like that. But it just. It, it's just it was really funny to have a conversation like that where someone was just completely oblivious to the fact that they were time poor and time wasting yeah at the same time yeah i mean the thing is same the conversation about phones and stuff now as well is it comes with a timer like you can actually time like you can set a limit how long you want to spend on particular apps and don't get me wrong this is something that i did have to do because i didn't realize how much time i was wasting i mean this was a good few years ago now but i didn't realize how much time i was wasting on social media and i mean don't get me wrong i run two businesses off of social media so it's like they do serve their purpose but at the same time i was like well how much time am i of my day am i giving to these social medias and then yeah and and it, is it is it focused yes um and what's the switch off point um because yes. for me what i do is i put my phone on charge at a certain time in the evening and it goes face down that hardly anyone messages me anymore anyway <laughs> <laughs> But it doesn't stop me looking at Instagram and things like oh, that. I say meaningful messages and things like that. So they're like, um, and I just, I just pop it away, and and, yeah. and that's that. Um, so like leaving out the bedroom and stuff like that. Yeah, um, that's what I do. It goes on charge. My phone goes on charge at half past eight at night. It doesn't get touched till the following morning, and I've got a. I don't really need it now because it's like integrated in me now that. I stop using my social medias before the the little timer thing comes up now. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. had set that I was allowed an hour and a half a day on social media because an hour and a half for me was plenty of time to get any of the stuff I needed to get on from my businesses. And it creates focus. Yeah. So being being time bound. Yeah. Um, the hierarchy of what's important will, will mean that you'll be like, right, I've got to get this box off this, but it's like. You're working from home you've got a pile of emails to get through and you'll go through them and you might be at it for six hours um you know non non-stop um you know that that could be really focused um time you'll be done in six hours and crack on with your day you can also get distracted yeah absolutely <laughs> and and not not even you know get through this stuff until 10 p.m at, at, at night so um yeah I think that's quite cool, actually, that you're able to give yourself almost um, like a time pressure yeah. in order to complete because it 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 means that your your priority goes in first. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I'd learned the lesson quite early on because I'd set the timer and it was like the first day or the second day or something like that that I went on went back to an old habit. And then the stuff I needed to do, my timer had gone off. And I but I taught myself a lesson and I says, Well, I'm not doing it today. I'm gonna to have to do it tomorrow. I'm gonna to have to cram two days worth of work into, <laughs> into an hour and a half. And 
I did learn that lesson very quickly, but it then got to the point where it is now, I can get the things up that I need to do um, on social media and I have time left over that if I do decide, I mean, when I'm doing cardio or whatever it is and I want to have a quick scroll, like I have time there that if I do want to, then I can, but so long as everything I need done is done, it's done within that time. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I like that. You know, like if you've ticked off your boxes for the day. Yeah. So, for example, about 15 minutes before our call uh, was due to start, I ticked off my final box for the day that uh, would require significant effort. All I need to do now is eat two times. Yeah. Fine. I know. <laughs> I'll be able to do that. That's a zero problem there. Um, <laughs> but, you know, like allowing yourself sufficient time um, to tick off your boxes, but making sure they get done, you know, in a timely fashion. Yeah. Um, and then this allows you, you know, free time for, you know, could be for important things, could be for winding down, switching off, relaxation. Like a lot of people don't realize that one of the biggest factors with progression in bodybuilding is, is the recovery aspect. They've all heard like eat, sleep, train, repeat. Yeah. Repeat. But sleep really means recovery. And you can actually put an awful lot into recovery. So to to improve your 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 progress so again you know like maximum effort equals maximum potential but people often confuse maximum effort with simply working hard uh physically or mentally so there's not going to be like a super successful uh business entrepreneur out there that regularly has a a bad night's sleep i I guarantee you that they get good night um you know if you if you're um you know balanced in your approach like this like if you you know if you pay attention to uh if you want to maximize your potential yeah you also have to allow yourself time for relaxation recovery and like you say there you know social media is not that your your brain does not enter a parasympathetic state looking at social media it's the opposite so you're just allowing yourself to be effectively systemically stressed yes for nothing yep absolutely and the best part is nine times out of ten this is some this is the the next thing with my social media is the time that i then if i do have time left over and i do end up scrolling and then paying attention, like I've fixated my algorithm to have things that pop up that I want to pay attention to. So yeah, yeah. I make or sure. not. What? Or not. Well, we were talking earlier and I block food videos off, off YouTube <laughs> when I yeah. used to engage <laughs> with them. Right. Yeah, so I, this is this is toxic messaging for me. So or animal cruelty videos on Facebook. Oh yeah, no, I can't, I can't do it. Took me a year to get those off my feed. I had to report every single one that came up. Yeah, okay, yeah. I don't want to see this. I don't want to see this. I don't want to see. But if it, I don't see them no more. Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, I fixate on, I make sure that I, if they haven't come up in my newsfeed, I actively go on to um, certain pages 
that that benefit me. Um, yeah, I only like the West Highland White Terrier community. That's the only positive thing I engage with on Facebook because I've oh. got two Westies, right? <laughs> yeah, so. absolutely. All right, and they're all arseholes. See, whenever you whenever you go on, they're all up to some bad behaviour, some naughtiness. They're all they're all just just the same, you know, yeah. as my as my two. They're all acting out. They're all being naughty. And I, 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 I like it. Yeah, I like, I like it. Yeah, that's that's a, love of you, Terrier. They're always cheeky. <laughs> that's all. That's all. Or I use Facebook for. Oh Go yeah. Just go on there and interact with our West Highland Terrier owners. Uh, Instagram, I use a lot more. That's for what it should be. But in my opinion, like that's 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 the beauty of the social media, isn't it? That's the, that's the good part, is that you can interact interact into these things that are not what you fixate on on a daily basis like that's nothing to do with competing that's a completely different part of tom yeah. completely different area of your life yeah and you can train your social media as well when you are in a period of extreme focus to support yeah. that yeah. so at the moment my youtube suggestions generally come up with motivational training videos um uh, motivational speaking, um, in, in most things that relate to bodybuilding in a in a positive way. Yeah. Um, so it kind of like renews my focus for the day. Um, I see how other guys are, have worked hard and succeeded. I say, all right, if I also work hard, then I can also succeed and things like that. You know. So you, there's no reason why you're. Um, social media content necessarily needs to detract from your goals you, but you have to you have to train it um and like, like, like you trained yourself to only use it for a certain amount and just for business um if i'm using it for entertainment purposes um i make sure that that's when i need to be very very focused um it's also kind of programmed to support my my mindset as it were so. absolutely absolutely yeah. so there absolutely. we are so we're, we're in a we're in a lockdown again and um, people need to probably accept that covid 19 is not going away no anytime soon and we will have a vaccine and everything like that but you know the world's changed a little bit and um you've got a choice really don't you with these um periods of yeah how to how to frame things you know what opportunities there are for you are you get, going to engage in destructive behaviors or are you not yeah. because you know you you can simply um take it easy and chip away at your goals you know you you you, you can you know you can enjoy a bit of downtime if you've been working really really hard yeah um but you can still keep moving forward and you don't necessarily need to see it as a it's a prevention yeah i can't the amount of people that have said i can't go to the gym so therefore one i'm going to be sedentary two i'm going to eat like an asshole yeah three <laughs> i'm going to sit in self-pity you know, they've they have consciously made those choices. Absolutely. Um, but they've 
also at the same time said, well, you know, it's locked down. So they've excused it. Of course they have. They've, and, and that's it. I mean, that's what I was explaining earlier was that this, this is a challenging time, but it's a challenging time for everyone. Nobody's gone untouched. Nobody's got off free with this one. Even if like some people are fortunate to have access to gyms, they don't have access to other things, you know, it, we're all we've all been impacted um there's, there's, there's forms of restriction and there's challenges but those are things to overcome and overcoming challenges strengthens you absolutely it's just an opportunity for growth it's a chance to be grateful for the things that we do have and the things that we do have control over because yes okay we don't have control of the, the entire situation but we do have control over how we choose to perceive it and what we're going to do going forward I mean is what you're doing right now helping your goals in any way shape or form or are they just counteractive to everything that you've attempted to achieve for 2020 yeah. and if you can't go on holiday right now you can't travel or whatever um we're not spending any money how amazing is your next holiday going to be we're so appreciative Right, you might have a bit more to spend as well <laughs> if yeah. you've not if you've not spent it all on uh, on takeaway, <laughs> and yeah. and it, you know, like yeah, I mean, I'm really looking forward to getting out to the UK. I'm really looking forward to getting some time away. Yeah. Um, you know, when this particular lockdown's over and everything like that, and I know I'm going to enjoy it and appreciate it far more. I'm going to take, I take weekend breaks for granted. Yeah. Definitely. We just pop, we'll go in Europe. We'll just drive over here, spend a few days there. We'll go over there, spend a few. And I definitely don't get the most out of those breaks. Yeah. I'm lucky enough to have a partner that likes to get the most out of those breaks. So I generally have more enriching experiences than I would probably engaging myself i'm a sort of a one a day kind of guy <laughs> today i'm going to go to the museum <laughs> and that's going to be the one the one thing that i get out of you know a, a trip to a city on a, on a given day yeah. um and uh yeah you know like uh like we just discussed i like certainty yeah. um i don't love variety but you know that i think that i'm definitely going to um appreciate variety a lot more yeah having been denied the opportunity for variety yeah um to a certain degree well absolutely love that and i think i think that's a pretty good nutshell to kind of end this on because i think that's that the long and the short of this podcast episode is if you if nothing else take a lesson away from this time like what have you been taking for granted or what could you what would you, what would you do differently, or appreciate? You can, yeah, you can definitely you can definitely use it as a period of reflection. Absolutely. Um, and and like like you say, you've had experience of this once already. This might not be the only lockdown we go through ever again. And oh. are they all going to be destructive? Are they all going to set you back? Yeah. Um, or you know, are you actually going to figure out a way to? Um, create some form of positivity um when these situations arise and they they are they're going to of course they are of course they are and as you say we're it's 
it's just a chance to it's a chance it's still an opportunity for progression it's just up to each person as they as they please yeah progression pro progression as i said with the with the logbook even if it's just 0.5 percent yeah exactly you're going in the right direction exactly as long as you're not going backwards <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast again. I thoroughly enjoyed this episode. I just love chatting to you. It's so easy. It just goes with the flow. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it, it helps not to have too much of a too much of a plan. Um, yeah. Just have a good nap. And, yeah. And I like I like that it's not like an interview format. No. Chat. Yeah. Like really, yeah. 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 So. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So, so, remind everyone where they can find you. Best bet's just Instagram. It's at Tom T H O M dot Evans E V A N S dot ninety uh, dot I F B B at Instagram dot com. Awesome. Yeah. So just just find me on Instagram. All my other stuffs through there anyway. YouTube and all that kind of business so you can get to know me a little bit better there um at the moment what i am working more and more on is is online coaching so I do more and more of that um so you know if people are interested you know from a, a perspective of physique development um they'll probably have a bit of a an idea of my ethos and my approach from from our chat so they can approach me through instagram they can start a bit of a dialogue um if they're thinking about even in this period as well you know if they need feel like they need a little bit of a, a support um for a few weeks before the gyms reopen they can really crack on and push hard and have a successful 2021 so yeah definitely get in touch if that's something you're interested in amazing for sure and i'll make sure i link you um in the podcast as well so people can find it a little bit easier to find you but thank you again yeah we could coming thank on you. Oh, and hopefully you. we'll have you on again yeah 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 we'll, we'll talk again soon we'll we'll find some suitable theme to explore <laughs> awesome i love it